2: You have the power, and you can do System. it. Ready?
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: welcome back. Every single one of you out there has the power to motivate and take their dreams beyond anything you ever thought possible. It's time
1: for another episode of Trust and Believe with Sean T. Come on, y'all! Now, your host, Sean T. Another one. Another
2: one. So, today I'm touching on something that's, you know, a little more personal, but I think that everyone can actually benefit from, and that is relationships. Everybody take a deep breath. If you're going through a relationship right now, if you're in a relationship right now, first I want you to connect to is your relationship thriving? Is your relationship struggling? Is your relationship eh, in the middle? It's neither here nor there. You're settled in love and it's just kind of mediocre. Is your relationship like completely on the rocks and you're like, I'm about to be out. Or did you just get married and you're like, nothing's wrong. Like somebody can, you know, you know, break all the glasses in the house. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. Right. Think about where you are in your relationship and, you know, go down this journey with me, you know. Here's a full disclosure. I would never, before I met Scott, I would never make it past, like, three and a half years in a relationship. Really? Never. Because a brother got bored. It was purely, it was out of pure boredom. I was like, I need something else. Like, this is, you know, it's just too boring. Like, I need to, you know, whatever. Whatever. This is what I was saying in my head. And then I would get into another relationship, you know, and then it was like, okay, I'm bored and and I'm not really attracted to them anymore. Right? They're an attractive person, but I was just like, I'm not attracted to them anymore. You know, I've had my relationships that were tumultuous, like, you know, like abusive relationships. So I've kind of been through the gamut. Have long, I've had long-distance relationships to the point where I lived in California and I'm, I dated a guy who lived in Switzerland. Super, I, I can, super talented guy. You know, I, I would say he's pretty eccentric in a sense of, like, his mind. Very, very, I mean, good-looking in a sense of, like, a European good-looking way. You know what I mean? He was in fitness. Great. Super great guy. But at the end of the day, I was like... I'm, you know, I'm traveling on a twelve, thirteen hour flight ish, you know, travel time to get back and forth, and I was doing most of the traveling, and it, you know, it, it kind of just kind of gets to you when it when a when a long distance relationship is that long, and then if you start going through issues and a that you would in a normal domestic relationship as far as like living together, and it was just like, I just you just can't really rectify situations and so you have to kind of go to bed stressed because you know this person's nine hours away so i'm saying all that to say i've been on tons of different relationships but what is different about the relationship of all those relationships and now the relationship that i'm in with scott no i'm kidding (laughs) um so It's interesting because, and I've never told him this, so he's going to hear this on a podcast and we'll probably have a conversation about it, which I love. (laughs) Because he listens to my podcast. It's so nice. So, we got to like three and a half years and I was like, uh uh-oh. I I was like, uh uh-oh. Like, there were a couple weeks where I was like, not like constantly, like a consistent worry, but I was definitely like, Okay, like I'm waiting for myself to be like over this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't find anything to get over. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not know, in a way because it's you know, amazing, yeah, and you know, not in like that way of perfection because right. trust and believe, me and Scott, we're two men, and it's a lot of testosterone, and I'm loud, and he's not, so <laughs> there's a clash of the titans sometimes, you know. But he's so nice. He Most is. of the time, if we argue, because I'm Jersey Loud arguer, and he, and then I push his buttons because I'm like, can you get loud? And he doesn't really want to because he's so nice. Oh my God. He's so nice. But anyway, you know, I'm like, th- I'm like, you know, I'm going through this moment, these moments of like, oh my God, am, am I going to get bored? And it's actually making me nervous. Because I'm like, I don't want this to happen because I love him so much. And I was like, oh, my God, like, there's your answer. Whereas, like, in the past, the fact that I love somebody didn't overpower the fact that I was bored, right? Right. So then I had to start to process why. What is it really? Because love is love, you know. You know, I love you. I love, you know, some of my other friends or whatever. But what is it that's really holding us together? And I'll say this. And I think I don't know if you agree with me or not, tell but you. I'm thinking some people. You know, when you first get somebody, like sex, right? Right. Sex is either the beginning of the finish line in a, in relationships, or it is the beginning and part of the foundation of where you're going to thrive to. Because sex ends a lot of relationships, and what I'm saying, like. Cause you go from like you know I don't know about you but in the beginning of relationships yes. you like to be four or five six, yes. six times a day. Yes. You're like I can't get enough. Like rabbits. Rabbits. Rabbit. Rabbits. You know what I'm saying? You go from that to, to, you know, all Tur- right. Turtles. Wow. Well, I don't <laughs> never. I've never gone to turtle status in my relationship. Right. Because you know I'm trying to keep it. you know what I mean? Right. But the thing is. What happens when it's not rabbit status? What happens when, you know, you know the person, you settle into a relationship, you're, you're, you both go through different stressors, and now you're taking on the other person's stress. We're in the beginning of the relationship, you love them and you took on their stress, you're mostly trying to fix it, but you didn't have your lives intertwined in a, in a way where they're, sh- like, if Alicia is stressed out, like, if Alicia is highly stressed, you're stressed you know what I mean you're not going to be like alright babe well I know you're stressed but let's get it in you know like you right. take on that stress too and it and it radiates throughout the, the relationship so I'm saying you know regardless as relationship goes, on, relationships go on you know the sex can stop or you start to know each other in some relationships you start to finish each other's sentences which then you kind of stop talking because you're like you know what I'm saying yeah okay boom <laughs> and then you move out the room you know, you know, you sit down, you read the paper. I remember I travel a lot and I've traveled the world a lot. You know, I lived in different countries, I lived in Switzerland, you know, Germ Germany ish, Istanbul. You know, I've lived in so many different places and cities and estates. And I would see a lot of people, couples in like restaurants or whatever. I would say like coffee and they would be reading the paper. But I'm like, that's fine, because that's kind of like you guys sitting together and just getting the day started. But when I would be at dinner in many different places and see many different types of people, and they're sitting across from each other, not even talking at dinner, it, like, breaks my heart. And it's not, they don't look mad. They're just kind of, like, looking around. like They're not connected. Right, when you go on a, yes, connection. When you go on a date night with your spouse, and y'all have nothing to talk about right that is like super painful for me to watch and because I've been in that situation or you know somebody was talking to me and I'm like I really don't want to hear what you have to say right because you're just kind of like I'm over this and so you know I'm just talking about like different levels of relationships like how it goes from like oh chatty 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 talking on the phone never wanting to get off the phone with the person to being like all right cool like you know, whatever. Crickets. Yeah, crickets. crickets. And, you know, like, when Scott, when, if Scott calls me now, I mean, I answer the phone every single time. You know, if Alicia calls you, you answer the phone every single time. But is that out of obligation, or is that because you really want to talk to him? So, my whole point to all this is that I've, I have a, a few different ways for you to salvage your relationship and, you know, to make your relationship better. Or... Or ways, things that you can talk to your spouse about so that you guys can either begin to thrive or never lose the connection. Because I think it's important. And, you know, people are like, you know, they look at me as the fitness guy and like, what does this have to do with working out? They had no is,
0: idea. You are, I, and I gotta say this you are in, you are a relationship. I don't, you're not going to like this word, but you Uh-oh. are a relationship guru in my eyes because of what you've done for us. And I mean that. Like Y'all need to listen because he's about to drop some knowledge. Please, I do. hope so. Please do.
2: The first thing that I did to get me past that three and a half year scare to think that like, oh my goodness, am I going to get bored? Are we going to last? Is I was like, just talk. If I'm able to just embrace what he is could constantly talk to Scott. Like, I didn't share this, what I'm saying, my scare, but I was like, just talk. You know what I mean? Just talk. Some people, are, like, you walk around the house, you go in the house at the end of the day, you had a rough day or whatever, and so the house is quiet because you're like, I don't want to tell them about my rough day or whatever the case may be. And my thing is, like, I just talk. I'm around the house, and I just Give,
0: give them some examples, because like, what if somebody's like, I don't know what to talk to him about or her about. What would so,
2: you think, what would you do? Me? Yeah. So I'll, if I'm if I come home, or like if I'm out doing whatever I do, and I and we're in the house, or I mean, a lot of times Scott and I are in, a, in the hotel room. You know, I just start talking about nothing. I'm like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? If, if I I'm like, what are you doing? Even if I know what he's doing. Because a question of what are you doing, even if you know what somebody's doing, is going to generate the conversation. If I came downstairs and you were producing this podcast and I was like, Ty, what are you doing? You're not just going to be like, or I'm hoping you're not just going to be like, I'm producing a podcast and stop. You're going to be like, I'm producing a podcast. And oh my goodness, like I'm excited because of this section. Oh, what was that section about? And then it generates conversation. So if Scott is, I'm like, sometimes I ask him, like, we'll be on a plane and I'm like doing my thing and I'm reading or I'm, you know, watching something and he's writing emails. Cause I'm just like, that's the last thing I want to do on a plane. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm writing emails to who? Oh, to Hillary, you know what? What? Are, and then it generates the conversation. Then we start talking about what it is. Is this email, a stressful email? Is it something fun? And then you start talking, and you learn something else about them just by asking them, what are you doing? What, even if you know what they're doing, because it's never the top layer, it's the bottom, it's whatever's happening. And so just talk. If you guys come home and you're not like, you don't really talk when you come home or you don't sit at the dinner table, Go into the room, go wherever they are, and be like, what are you doing? I'm watching TV. What are you watching? Make them push pause or, you know, if you have DVR. Involve them in a conversation. Touch. Touch is also a part of talking. A lot of spouses go home together, and they don't even touch each other because they think if I touch, then I have to have sex, and it's going to lead to that, and I don't want to do that, but touching, like, if I came over to you right now, and you're a straight guy, and I'm a gay guy, but... If I came over to you right now and I started if I gave you a hug or if I started rubbing your head, it might be a little bit weird. But No. But there you not for you and me, but right. they'd be like, Oh, there's a connection. Or if you're sitting on the couch at your house and I come over and I'm like, What's up? Or if I did it to Darren, you know? Like I I, like, when I first met Darren, I would not, I would never kiss him on the cheek. And now, even though he's a germaphobe, I, I, like, every time I leave him, I kiss him on the cheek. Because I constantly do things now that I've learned in my relationship is like, how do I take to con- the connection one step further? Because that's what you want to do. You want to constantly take the connection you have with your spouse or, or a friend one step further. You know what I mean? Because that's going to, like, keep you in that realm of connection. And talking is taking it one step further. The next thing, this is in no particular order, but this is one thing that can make or break a relationship. And I am so thankful that I have, Scott, for this very reason. Of all the reasons, this is the reason for me that is incredible and that has made my relationship thrive on my end. What? let your spouse be 100% who they are. Oh, yes. You have to let someone be 100% who they are. I let Scott, I'm like, go ahead. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to say? What do you want to wear? What do you want to drink? You know what I mean? Just just because Scott likes NorCal margaritas and we kind of were both doing that, I was like, I want an old-fashioned. You know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. because we're both we both he wants to do insanity max thirty, I'm like okay, I'm not going to work out with you that day. I'm going to go do insanity. You know what I mean? Or even with you, like people could get jealous of the relationship I have with men. You know what I mean? I have I have relationships with guys, and people can look at Scott and be like, oh my god, aren't you jealous? Why? Like he's letting me. You know, first of all, y'all straight. (laughs) Second of all, he's like. He knows that I'm getting something out of a relationship with you or Darren or my new friend Giacomo, if you're listening. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows that I'm getting something out of these relationships. And I talk to him about the relationships I have with you guys. You know what I mean? But Scott just lets me be me. He lets me dance around the house. He lets me, not saying like he's letting me in a sense of like allowing me to do it. It's that he's not judging me for being me. If I get on my hoverboard, in my underwear, and socks, and I start dancing to a song on my hoverboard, he's not going to be like, you know, you're being very immature right now. He either pulls out the phone or he stops, you know, working and watches me because he knows I'm not going to stop until I get the attention. (laughs) But he lets me be me. Just like the other day, you know, he was like, he was naked, and he was he was like, you know what, Bayballs? I think I'm going to go sunbathe. I'm like, you go right ahead. And, you know, it was during the day. Nobody could see. And if you could, oh, well, because it's a good sight. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, all right. He took his little towel outside, you know, whatever. I'm not going to be like, this is unacceptable. Like, there's no reason you, there's, you shouldn't go outside naked. I'm like, go, you know? And, I mean, I can go deeper deeper into that, but it ain't nobody else's business how deep I can go into it. But I'm saying, like, let your spouse be who they are. If they want to go, like, have a drink with their friends on Friday night, let them go have a drink. Like, you don't always... I realize, like, I don't always have to be with Scott, even though I know y'all, y'all know we are. I'm with him 90% of the time, if not 95% of the time. So those times where he wants to... Either be alone or whatever. I'm like, you got to do it. The times where I want to act a freaking fool and I don't want to be Sean T, the fitness guru. If I'm going to take a dance class, l- let me do it. You have to let your spouse be themselves. Because I was in relationships before where it was always like, why are you doing that? But well, that's not how you know whatever. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that, you doing that? bitch? Because it's me. That's why I'm doing it. I wouldn't be doing it. You know, within the realm of respect of the relationship, you know what I'm saying? And if somebody's doing something that you think is disrespectful for the relationship, you have to ask. You have to go back to the talk. Why are you doing that?
0: That was a good disclaimer. Yeah.
2: I'm you know, you why that. Why are you doing that? Why Why are you looking at porn? Like, why are you doing it? Well, because I'm horny. Well, I'm here. Okay. But I don't know. For some reason, this like really gets me excited. Okay. Well, you want to watch it together? Instead of just like, Oh my God. You know, I watched that movie, Bad Moms. Yes. And a woman walked in on her husband. And, you know, he was, he was watching porn or whatever, but that was a live, that was a, you know, he was talking to that woman for six months. So maybe this isn't the best. Game. You should go see Bad Moms because that movie is hilarious. But. You know, I'm I'm, talk, I'm taking it to someone, and some people might be like, "Oh my God, that's disgusting, that's horrible." I'm like, "That's because you didn't ask why he's doing it. Maybe you ain't giving it up, or maybe, <gasps> or maybe it's. But you know, like, or it could be the flip side. It could be a woman, you right? know, that's looking at you know porn, or they could be like, or a woman could be flirtatious at a party with other guys, yeah. right? Yeah, and you, you, people can immediately be like, "That's disrespectful. I can't believe she did that. Or whatever." For me, like, if, well, first of all, I have a flirtatious personality. Again, hashtag Scott's let, Scott lets me be me. And he knows. I'm just, I'm, I'm not even necessarily attracted to people and I still flirt with them because it just makes it more fun. But if I saw Scott flirting with somebody, I would be like, yeah, of course there's a way of like, okay, you know, you kind of side out a situation. But I'd be like, are you flirting with that person? Yeah. Instead of me just like hauling off, we're leaving a party and dragging him out the house. I'm like, why? Why are you flirting with them? Oh, I thought, you know, I was very interested in what they did. You know, they're very good looking, whatever. You know, there is a sense, it's hard for me to ask that question. It might be hard for him to answer that question. But the, prop, the thing is, we talked about it. And we answered the question. We didn't say, I didn't leave the party being like, hmm you talk <laughs> to him. And then I get in the car and I sit with my arms crossed. And what's wrong with you? Nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. We get home. I brush my teeth. I don't say nothing. What's wrong? Nothing. We get into bed. Nothing. And then at two a.m. or the next morning, we fighting about this thing. When he was probably like, "Yo, that guy was fly." And I was like, "Whatever." You know, if even and he would have known, he could have known like if I was didn't approve of it. You know, that really hurt my feelings. You know, whatever. But you can talk about it. You know what I mean? You can let them be them, and you can talk about it instead of like latching onto the situation and just letting it go. Talk. Um, I'm going to save this next one for last. I'm going to go over. Be open to open. Ooh. People. You got to be open to open. And when I say be open to open, I mean you have to be open to change. Scott and I got together. I know I'm using me and Scott as an example, but that's kind of the only example I can give right now. Scott and I got together. I was 32. Mm -hmm. And he was... 38 and I'm 38 I'm the age he was when we first met and now he's 44 years old if I'm not open to open and the second open meaning change if I'm not open to the progression of him relationship done
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down
2: I don't care what it is. I have to be open to it. And at the bare minimum, I have to be open to the conversation. I have to be open to the conversation of what's going on in his mind at any particular moment because it's not my mind.
0: No matter how scary it is.
2: Don't, yeah. It's not my mind. It's not my mind. It is his life. It is what he's going through. It is how he perceives and interprets what's happening around him. And that could be including me or his parents or his friends or his job or his relationships with employees. His perception and his experience of this world is completely different than mine. So I have to be open to his change. I have to be open to open. He has to be open to my change. I'm 38, I'm about to hit 40. He has to be open to whether or not I'm, how I'm gonna take that. He has to be open to these white hairs that's coming on my chin. You know, how he has to be open to the conversation. He had to be open to the fact that, you know, I, you know, had surgery on my wrist and I couldn't work out the way and how that's gonna affect me mentally. He has to be open to my sexual desire changes, you know, he has to be open. It just has to be open to like my life journey. If I wanted to quit everything that I'm doing and take a different path in life, has to be open to it. Some people might be like, well, that's going to affect the finances and stuff. You have to be responsibly open to it, and they have to be responsibly changing, but you have to be open. You can't go into a situation where you're just judging your partner because it's not your life,
0: can that, I can I add something to this? I didn't mean to stop you. Oh, yeah, of course. Because it involves you, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> but,
2: you know, it is all about me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm totally it, joking.
0: I, I have to say that. And, and you. this is one of the best things that you ever did for my marriage mm-hmm. is this thing right here, what you're talking about. Because one of the things, and I'll use this. I won't, t- I won't say the specific topic of the area of our life. But there was a part of our marriage where you and I had had conversations about things that I was – wanting and I was changing and evolving and opening up to and you were like you need to go talk to Alicia about that you need to tell her exactly what it is that you want and I was and in my mind I was like no 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 no. she would not be open to this she would not be I'm like and I remember thinking myself I told you I was like "Yeah, yeah yeah I'll go talk to her and I'm like I ain't talking to her like and you were like if you don't talk to her I will I remember you saying that And I was just like, and it ended up becoming a conversation, and it was the scariest, hardest thing I've ever done, but I was shocked at how open she was to having the conversation because she was willing to be open to being open, and I like the way you coined that.
2: But, you know, you just kind of have to. You have to at least be open to the conversation, and so that takes me to another topic. We were, I was talking to Alex and somebody else the other day, and we were talking about um, something. I think it was like how many previous sexual partners your right. your your spouse or partner had. And Alex was like, I don't want to know. But she's like, I don't want to know how many partners he had. But the thing was, she was able to talk to him and be like, I don't want to know. right? You know what I mean? Some people could bring it up and be like, she'd be like, we're not talking about this. We're not even talking about talking about it. And there was a conversation about it. You know, it's like, cool. I don't think it's necessary for me to know, but I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? Like, because we've all had them. And that's what I'm saying. Like, at the base level, you still have to be open to talk about what some people don't want to talk about. And that leads me to my next thing. And this is one of the hardest things in a relationship to do. You have to be able to share your deepest, darkest secrets. Mm. It's tough. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. But you have to be able to share it. You have to be like, I did this. You know? Because the thing is, like, your relationship, like, Scott is my best friend. My best friend in the whole world. The whole world. As if, you know. Right. The world is bigger than my circle of people, but I mean, it is bigger than, you know, (laughs) it's possible for me to meet people, but I'm saying, like, I was just being dramatic, of course, in a very Chauncey kind of way. (laughs) But he's like my best friend. So if I can come tell you something, I should be able to tell him. You know, we had a conversation, you were like, oh, would you tell Scott? And I'm like, we talk about things enough. You know what I mean? I had something I wanted, I had to tell. I had an idea in my mind a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you something or whatever. And I told him and he executed a plan, uh, something that I thought he was going to be like, I'm not quite sure if I want to do this, but he always ceases to amaze me. He's like, this is what, you know, I have he's open. He lets me be me. He talks to me about it and he's open to being open. And if you have all that, you would be able to share your secrets. Now, some people, here's the rebuttal to that. Some secrets, people would say, well, the spouse just wanted to share it to clear their mind, to clear their conscience or whatever. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about cheating. It could be about gambling. It could be about... um,
0: Drug abuse, alcohol. Yeah, it could be
2: about anything. It could be like whatever. But the thing is, if you can share that, and this, and if you as a spouse are open to any conversation, it will help the relationship thrive, no matter how tough it is. Now, thrive could be you guys realizing that you want to continue this relationship, and it made it better. Thrive can be th- this entire situation, every step to this process, talking, being open, sharing your deepest, darkest secret. All of these things can also make you guys decide well you know what, we're not living our best life and maybe we shouldn't be together. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Because... Why waste the time? Well, the thing is, you know, we get married and, like, for me, you know, I'm going to fight to the death of my relationship. Like Like, no matter what happens, I'm like, I'm digging deeper than deep to make sure that I can keep this relationship. But at some point, if Scott's life changes to the point where he's like... I'm just not in it. And we've gone through all the steps. I'm like, okay, cool. I have to support him on that. As painful as that is to say. I have to support. I'm like, okay. Like, I love you for you. I have to step outside. You have to, some people won't agree with me here. You have to step outside of your relationship to respect your relationship. Because you're still two individual people. So you have to be in it. But you also have to be a spectator of your relationship so that you can continue to respect it. And if you step outside of your relationship, then you can continue to learn from your relationship. But if you stay in it and only stay in a turmoil, then you'll never be open to talk. You'll never be open to change. You'll never be open to open. You'll never be open to the deepest, darkest secrets. And you definitely won't be open to letting your spouse be 100% authentic to who they are. And I'm gonna finish with this. One of the ways I got through that three and a half year process, or anytime Scott and I get into like, you know, some sort of argument or disagreement or whatever, I have two more things. Do it. Two more things. Do it. One thing is one thing is what Scott's dad always taught me, taught us. Well, he's taught me since I've known him. If you have a problem in your relationship, you have to be Soft on the person and hard on the problem. Ooh. So if your spouse is, you know, if one of the spouses is just shopping too much, like if they just love buying guns or knives or clothes, whatever, you know, if you have a hobby that you love, instead of being like, I can't believe you went out and brought, bought, bought, all that stuff. I can't believe you went shopping. But, what's the problem? The problem is you spending money if me and you had a problem and we were roommates and we had to pay the bills and you were just always spending money, I would come to you and be like, Todd, like, so here's the problem. The problem is we're going to lose this apartment. The problem is we're not going to have electricity. The problem is I won't have internet. The problem is we're going to be suffering for food. These are the problems that are stemming from you spending too much money, right right, it's not you did this, you it's your fault you you know what I mean because we also we always want to attack the person, but what's the problem? The problem is this is gonna happen because of the action, so that's I just wanted to throw that in there, No, so, it's good, so if you're going through something solving the person, I don't have a person problem, but the way I was able to get through that three and a half year mark without stressing and like getting it to my head, I was like. I always go back to the moment I met Scott. No matter what the conversation is, no matter how hard it is, no matter, you know, if there's tears involved. And I even get, like, a little bit emotional now because I'm like, I go back to that moment that I was like, oh, my God, like, I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. That moment, connecting to that moment can save so many relationships, because when I met him, there was like I was like could I didn't care about anything in the world because I was just like, this person is unbelievably amazing. You know what? He's the same person. It's yeah. just like if some if your friend ends up becoming a complete meanie, and they're like I'm like, no, they were always mean, you just didn't see it. <laughs> but just like in your relationship if you connect to that person, that, that spot is always there. And if that spot is always there, if you connect back to that moment, our wedding was called Three Steps. It was called Midnight Love, and it was based around the first three steps that I met him. And when I think about that, for some reason, all other everything kind of disappears because I'm like, I know the power that we can possess. So utilize this utilize your own personal strength so that you can help your relationship and thrive f- through your relationship and always trust and believe in your relationship your questions up next. imagine
1: Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Next. Your voicemails and tweets are coming up next. Trust and Believe with Sean T. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm so excited to tell you that Arctic Ease is available at Walgreens. You know, I've had wrist surgery. I've had a lot of issues with it. I've been stretching and getting myself together. But most importantly... It is all about how you achieve results and how you recover. And I have to give a big shout out to Arctic Ease for helping me get to this point in my recovery. After you work out, all you got to do is apply Arctic Ease. You don't have to worry about getting ice. You don't have to worry about the drip. All you have to do is worry about putting it on any part of your body that hurts. For me, it's my wrist and my knee. We all know that I was a hurdler. So, you know, knee problems comes with the territory of being an athlete or whatever kind of working out you do but listen it's so easy you can reuse it it's really really good for you and after you stretch and after you finish working out, just apply the Arctic Ease. Let it cool your body down. It works on inflammation. I want you guys to go out to Walgreens and something that's really, really awesome is I'm going to be visiting the Walgreens in different cities that I go to and just signing the top of the bottle. So maybe you will get a little shanty autograph and if you do you can post it and tag me so that maybe you can win something else. Alright guys, take care. Don't put your life on ice. Make sure you take control of your injuries and take control of your recovery get arctic ease at walgreens it's available now
1: now it's time for sean to answer your questions and tweets it's listener interact sean hi shanti this is Bree from wichita kansas my question to you would be Um, What would you do for a hamstring injury? How long do you stay off of it? And when is the best time to go back to working out?
2: Wow, that's a really good question. So, Bree, I hope you feel better, first of all. Secondly, I actually pulled my hamstring years ago, and I was off for three months, and I missed an entire season of track and field, and I was devastated. I thought that, you know, I would never run again, but... I took three months off. I iced it. I stretched it. You know, back in the day when I was in school, it was rice, rest, ice, compression, and elevate. Of course, you have to see a doctor and physical therapist. The one, the couple things I can give you is physical therapy is not just done, is not to be done just in the room. Like, you have to do physical therapy. When you're finished physical therapy, If whatever they prescribe to you, you have to do again when you're home. And if they tell you to do it when you're home... You need to do it twice the amount if it's not going to injure you. Um, But hamstring injuries suck, but you just have to give it time. And trust me, I know, I know, I know the pressure can get to you and the stress can get to you if you're not moving. But stay the course. Do exactly what your doctor and PT tells you to do. Make sure you rest, ice, compress, elevate, and whatever the new trends are. Be consistent, be committed so that you can make a recovery and a big change in your life. So I'm going to go to Twitter. So again, I asked people what their biggest struggle was. I like to stay with this because big struggles are very important to me. Um, Honey Z at Lil Geek, E-T-T-E, Little Geek at, that's a cute name. Um, Shanti Fitness, current one, not being able to stop my emotional eating that is harming my immune system badly. Omg, the one thing about eating, be it emotional, fun, social, whatever the case may be, so I am gonna be a little hard on you, but I really, I really do love you. If something's not working, do the opposite. You know what I'm saying? And I say that with so much love. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. Stop. 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 And I say that loudly because that's how I want you to talk to yourself. When you when you get ready to go eat that ice cream, just say to yourself, Stop right now. You know, you know, I talked I was talking to someone the other day and I asked them, they were like, I don't believe in 85-15. And I was like, What do you believe in a hundred? And they were like, yup. Because if I have any bit of anything, I'm going way downhill. You know? And that's their truth. They know that if they eat just a, a piece of a Snickers bar, they need the whole thing times 10. So if something... This is how I look at like fitness and nutrition, especially when it comes to dieting. Or not dieting, but just staying away from the foods. See... My kryptonite is Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies, right? If they're in my house, I'm eating them. And when I'm eating them, I don't care one bit. I don't care if I was doing a Facebook Live. If I wanted some Thin Mints, I'm going to eat some Thin Mints. But what do I do? Girl Scouts come by. It's Girl Scout cookie season. I buy one box. I usually eat that box the same day I eat it and I never have another one for almost like a whole nother year until my mother-in-law keeps them in her cupboard and then I go over for dinner and she's like, do you want some cookies? Yes, mom. Yes, I do. I never say no. But my thing is I keep them out of my house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, little geekette, listen to me. Emotional eating is hard but ask yourself this main question, do you like the emotional state that you're in after you eat? Because if you like it, there's something about it that you like. If it's something about it that you like, you're going to keep on doing it. So try to cut yourself off. And that's why I believe in 85-15 for me, because I'm like, I can be fine at 15% of something. That way I don't crave it really hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I eat 80, 85% healthy, 15% fun, and I'm good. If I try to, if me personally, if I try to eat one hundred percent healthy, I would be, I would gain weight. Yeah, because I would eat. Is is one hundred percent even sustain? I mean, is, is that even possible? I mean, anything's possible, but you can find the most fit people, like drinking a beer or whatever once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so it's possible, but then the other thing is, I say eighty-five, fifteen which is 85% healthy, 15% fun, never deprive your life. But your 85-15 can also be your 100%, right? It could be 100% of what's going to get you the result. 85-15 gets me the result because I know I can wake up, I can play tennis, I can do insanity, or I can just do insanity that day and eat super healthy maybe four days a week and not even think about food and then, like, you know, if me and Scott go out, order my little old fashioned or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like yes, It's because I like to feel distinguished with my <laughs> the white in my beard. But um, you know what I'm saying? I, so I know it. That's my 100. I like that. You know, like we like I like Outback Steakhouse. Yes, I know it doesn't represent the the Australians, but I love Outback Steakhouse. But let me tell you something. When I go in that Outback. Shit, we should go there tonight. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's where we're going to go.
0: Let's do it. Oh, my God. Bake, bake sweet potatoes. But
2: that's, it, it might not be open by the time we finish playing well, tennis. Well, it might. Um Well, it might because we're going to beat y'all 6 love 6 love. Oh. But um, anyway, when I go to Outback, yeah. oh, my goodness. I get those sweet potatoes. And I, and I, but those aren't bad for you. They're not. But I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's my hundred percent. Like, and then, you know, I'll get either the pork chop or the or i eat fish. Oh, well, I'll, you used to eat steak. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with red meat, but we'll talk about that another time. I'm so done with red meat, except for deer. I'm so done with red meat though. Sometimes we do the bloomin' onions when we've been there with you. Yeah. Before, but I like, yeah, Balls. but I had like a little bit. But geek at my whole point is, and I mean to sway off from you, it's just that you have to do the opposite of what's making you emotionally strained and drained, and that's you have to think about that before you open your mouth and she's like,
0: and she needs to go listen to the podcast called Barriers because there's yeah.
2: something that's keeping her from getting past this. She probably does, but she probably has listened to it hopefully um, I hope that helped i'm a, i'm i'm I think I'm like. A little bit tougher than I used to be years ago. Like, years ago, I would be like, okay, here are the five steps that you need to take. You know, everybody's about these five steps. You know, that's mean.
0: No, it's not. I like it because it's raw and it's real and it's honest.
2: And sometimes I'm people like, need to hear it. But I'm like, who cares about the five steps? If like, I'm gonna, like, if you ain't gonna do them, it's one step. Stop. <laughs> You know, there's 12-step programs. I'm being, you know, I'm kind, part of me is I'm trying to make light of the situation. But it's true. But the other part is true. I'm like, I don't give a f- about no five steps. Like, let's go. Let's get it done. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and yes, I'm not saying that it can't happen gradually, but you have to make that. That let's go, let's get it done is you making a conscious choice in your mind to make it happen so that you can make it a change true or false trivia up next
1: leave us your message at sean t slash podcast or on twitter at sean t fitness listen closely now it's time for america's favorite game show true or false fitness trivia with sean t
2: on this episode of true and false trivia i can't even speak True or false trivia? I have some very interesting things. So, I'm going to keep this very simple. Right. Because this is something you actually do know that is a true fitness trend. Mm-hmm. But did you know where it is developed? Okay. Okay. So, you know what parkour is? Yeah. So, parkour, for those of you who don't know, you see it in a lot of commercials nowadays where... Um, uh, Women and men are jumping over, like, on walls, on railings, you know, over, like, buildings, which I think is crazy. I mean, it's not that Jason Bourne hasn't done it for years, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Right. But these people don't need the camera work. They actually have the skill. So, did you know that parkour was developed in London? Are you asking me if that's true or false? That's true or false.
0: Oh, gosh. I have no clue. I'm going to say
2: false. Was that right? Well, I'm going to tell you. If you just calm down.
0: (laughs) I do not know the answer.
2: I do know the answer.
0: (laughs) All right, what is it?
2: I'm going to give people an educational lesson. You just Uh-oh. want to know if you're right or wrong. <laughs> That's right. But these people don't care if you're right or wrong. They want to know about the sport.
0: <laughs> I can't wait till we get to foot this.
2: Uh, whatever, because I'm not going. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Parkour gained some mainstream attention stateside with um, with some attention stateside with from a 2009 episode of The Office. Remember that show? Yep. Before that, modern-day parkour was actually popularized, popularized decades earlier in London, England. Wow. No, it was actually um, popularized decades earlier in France by a man yeah. named David Bell. So I was wrong. According to Parkour Generation. So don't... No, you were right. Oh, I was right? Yeah. I just didn't want you to... Feel, I, I'm so mean. I know, but it's all right. I love and, you. I know, I love you too. In the early and mid-2000s, the art of overcoming obstacles exploded across Europe and around the world thanks largely to the internet. The French exercise is still popular today using running and jumping and climbing to improve strength, speed, agility, coordination, stamina, endurance, and precision according to Parkour Visions. And let me tell you something. If you want to experience Parkour. You have to go to this place in L.A. called Tempest Free Running Academy. Is that where you did that stuff That's where I did it. Everybody should go there and try it, even if it's just for a lesson. Tempest Free Running Academy, it's great. Um, the people that run the facility is great. Tell them Sean T. sent you. So we all know CrossFit. Yeah. And so this is going to be true or false? All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. CrossFit Was popularized Are you ready? Uh huh In Phoenix, Arizona True or false? Well because you currently live in that area
0: I feel like you would know this And the way that you're saying it I feel like you're being honest So I'm going to say true
2: (whistles) The crazy fitness trend Was imported from another country uh, oh, sh- but it was it's tough to leave CrossFit off, off the list of insane workout. Actually CrossFit was founded um, in two thousand in Santa Cruz, California. Oh wow. The workout might not include a human pyramid or a wooden sword, but it does combine high intensity interval training, weightlifting, plyometrics, powerlifting, gymnastics, and almost anything else you can imagine. Um, I've tried CrossFit before. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard But I will say The fact that You know Obviously I created Insanity The fact that I have the Insanity background Made it easier Like the cardiovascular Portion of it um, I didn't find it To be too The only thing I couldn't do Because of my Bone spur My knee Was something like The the deep squat stuff so I had to modify which I think which I actually really love that they do they modify they have modifications for the moves and the other thing I love that they do is um, I didn't have to do this because you know you know but you do a class before you go in to do your wad, so you you know you can understand form and stuff which I think is very important yep Um, but be careful because a lot of people get injured yes they do but I you know Like anything else And you know I'm not I'm not a crossfitter Or whatever But what I do know Is that uh, Even though you're competing You should definitely Still slow and control And form over speed So that you cannot get injured But crossfit is amazing Todd Yes You were oh so close I was oh so close But what made you win You want to know what you won What My love Because you said I seem honest Even though I was lying Thank you You're hot. Meaning, (laughs) I can tell you're hot in the studio. You're like in there sweating. I'm going to edit it off. I'm just
0: going to stop it at you're hot.
1: Get out. Get out of the closet. You are listening to Trust and Believe with Sean T.
2: Do you ever walk into a room and merely because of what somebody's wearing or what their hair looks like, you immediately start to judge? Well, stop it. And while I'm not perfect and I'm definitely guilty of doing it in the past, I really try as hard as I possibly can not to judge because that person could possibly change your life. Get ready to trust and believe next week because we're talking about judging and why You should definitely not do it. I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Coloreo. You can find her at Alex Zero R-E-O on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Same on Instagram and Twitter or visit me at shauntifitness.com for more support and more motivation.